What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Ride in the Pine. Jack Ride and I are back with you all today, and we've got another really awesome episode in store for everyone at home. But before I dive into all of that, let's take a little peek into the last episode. I jumped right into a discussion on the recent trades being made in the NBA, and I shared my thoughts on which trades could be the most impactful for certain teams. I then got into a little recap from Sandwich Saturday from the weekend before, before being joined by another really great guest, current Moorhead State men's basketball player, Talon Cooper. Talon and I got into his career at Moorhead State and what it was like coming to Moorhead State, how his team has been able to have one of the longest standing home winning streaks in all of college basketball and so much more. So make sure you check out that episode and all 192 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now getting into today, not going to have a special guest join me. Instead, I'm going to do my yearly Super Bowl special. It'll be short, it'll be brief, but it'll be a recap from the Super Bowl, my final thoughts from the NFL season, And again, folks, no special guests today, but do not worry because we've got a slew of really good guests to come on the show in the next coming weeks. So make sure you stick around for the entire show today because it'll be a great breakdown from the Super Bowl and also a little teaser into what is to come on Ride in the Pine. So folks, with that, let's make our way into our show for today. So be sure to find your favorite seat here on the bench with me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, here to the bench on RTP. As always, thanks for snagging a little seat on the bench with me today. Like I mentioned in the intro, no special guest today, unfortunately, but still going to dive into everything from the Super Bowl, a little recap, little final thoughts, if you will, from the NFL season. And then I'll also share a little teaser for all of the really great guests that we have coming on in the next couple weeks, next couple months. I'm not kidding, folks. We've got a lot of really good guests coming on. I've been scheduling all day long. And again, this is being recorded on Monday, February 14th. So a happy Valentine's Day to everybody. But a lot of guests have been scheduled up for today and moving forward. So a lot of really, really good guests coming out. So stay tuned for all of that. But getting into the here and now, let's dive into the nitty gritty and get into a little recap from the Super Bowl and then also my final thoughts from the NFL season. So obviously had the Rams against the Bengals, two, I would say, unlikely teams. I mean, well, maybe not so much for the Rams. I feel like the Rams are a team that people have probably assumed or felt that they should be in the Super Bowl more times than not because of who they have on their team, right? A great roster with a lot of talent. They've traded away a lot of future assets for all of that talent, and it's finally paid off for them. But then you look over on the other side, and a team like the Bengals, you know, coming into the season predicted to be dead last or near the bottom of the AFC North, and then sure enough, they find themselves in the biggest game of the entire season. I want to start with the Bengals because, yes, you lost. Yes, it was a tough loss because it was only by three points. But you know what? There's a lot of really good things that you can take away from this season. A ton of really good things that you can take away. You could take away the fact that you know for a fact that Joe Burrow has entered into or is getting really close, I mean really close, to the elite level status of quarterbacks in the NFL. You can have him for many, many years, continue to surround him with really good talent. You've got great receivers there. You've got a good running back. The defense 
has shown signs. And quite frankly, the defense last night, I thought played way better than I thought they were going to. They played very well, especially up front. They've got some really good guys on the line, some good linebackers. So all in all, I was very impressed with the Bengals defense. However, the other part of it is this. The biggest thing that the Bengals need to look back at and say, we need to do this differently or else our future success will be in jeopardy. And that is getting a line that can protect Joe Burrow. I don't have it in front of me right now, but at one point or another during the Super Bowl, he had been sacked seven times, seven times. You're not going to win the Super Bowl when your quarterback is being sacked seven times. He was in the top three this year in the NFL for most sacks for a quarterback. Okay, so he's being sacked some of the most times by any quarterback in the NFL. Okay, so. You need a line, and I know that I have said earlier during the draft a couple months ago when everybody was thinking they were going to get Penny Sewell, did not do that, right? Instead, they got Jamar Chase. Clearly, it benefited them. I mean, hey, we can go back and kind of play the what if. If they had drafted Sewell, maybe they don't make it this far. But I will say this. In last night's game, I think in that scenario the Bengals front office looked back and said, I wonder what would have happened if we had drafted Sewell and we would have been able to protect Burrow a little bit more. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest wonder right there, in my opinion, is if they had focused more on the line and being protective of Joe Burrow, again, with how the season played out for them, it seemed to still work out for them, right? I mean, they went to the Super Bowl. They marched right through the playoffs. So... Getting Jamar Chase in the draft clearly benefited them, right? I mean, Jamar Chase was the rookie of the year offensively in the NFL, had a tremendous season, put up crazy receiving numbers, and clearly is the number one option for Joe Burrow. I'm going to be very curious to see what direction Cincinnati goes in in the draft this year. For me personally, number one thing they have to get is offensive line. They have to, and I've heard a lot of really good things about this year's draft class and how deep they are, especially at the offensive line position and how deep the offensive linemen go in this year's draft. So if I'm the Bengals, maybe I try and load up on the offensive line, right? I mean, you don't need playmakers. You don't need skill position guys. Yeah, everybody can benefit getting some defensive players, but offensive line is what this Cincinnati Bengals team needs to establish. And for the future of this Bengals team, I think that there's a lot of really exciting things for Cincinnati. I think that other teams in the AFC North have been put on notice that, hey, the Bengals are here. They're here to stay. They're a legitimate team. We can't just kind of look at the week that we play the Bengals as a walkthrough and an easy W. Not anymore. This is a very different Bengals team. So I think that the future, the next three to five years for the Bengals, there's going to be a lot of success. There's going to be a lot of excitement. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw them back in the Super Bowl again in the next five to seven years. I know that kind of sounds crazy, but I think it sounds even crazier that the Bengals were in the Super Bowl this year when nobody gave them any sort of shot. So after this year, you know what? I think they could definitely make the Super Bowl again. I definitely think that they could. They've got the talented team to do that. They've got the players and they've got the personnel. It's just really a matter of getting enough to protect Burrow, and then also keeping this group together for an extended period of time. 
And I think that that is going to be another factor in the future, especially with how guys continue to progress, how guys continue to develop. Do certain guys start saying, okay, we're not really going anywhere with the team that we have. I'm continuing to be really good. I'm going to leave and go somewhere else so then I can go on a winning team and win a Super Bowl. Who knows, right? The future is kind of up in the air, but I think that there's a lot of very positive things for the Bengals to be excited about. Now you look over for the Rams and a tremendous win for them, right? Great win for LA. Awesome, awesome, awesome for Matt Stafford, for Aaron Donald, for Sean McVay, for Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., all of these guys that have been just working tirelessly to get to this point and it finally paid off for them. And you know what? I'm really happy for Matt Stafford. I'm really happy for him. Truly am. Because you know what? That guy has gone through everything and more in his career. Playing in Detroit, playing for a terrible franchise year after year, continuously losing and losing and losing and losing. And then finally you come to LA. First year that you're in LA, and then all of a sudden you take them to the Super Bowl and you win the Super Bowl. Really great stuff for Matt Stafford. Really great stuff. So I was very pleased with just how Matt Stafford also carried himself. And I also am going to give a little bit of credit to the Bengals also for putting up the fight that they did. Because in all honesty, I looked at it and said, okay, it'll be close, but I don't think three points close. I did not expect it to be a three-point game. I did not expect that game to come down to the final drive with the Bengals marching down the field trying to get into field goal range for a great field goal kicker in Evan McPherson. And then, obviously, sure enough, the Rams defense steps up. And this isn't the first time that we've seen the Rams defense step up in the most pivotal, crucial time of the game. It's happened throughout the year where their defense might be spotty throughout the game. And then that final play, that last drive, when it mattered most, that defense stepped up. And I think that was the difference is that L.A. brought a little bit more experience. They, bl- they brought a little bit more veteran leadership to this game, especially with players that have played in the Super Bowl, have won a Super Bowl like Von Miller. So they had more pieces that have been accustomed to playing in that situation in a tight ball game in the Super Bowl when everything matters. I give a lot of credit to the Bengals because with a young team that is not nearly as experienced as the Rams are, and especially do not have nearly the experienced personnel in the Super Bowl that the Rams have, they held their own. They really did. They did not fold. They did not, they did not crumble. Nothing. So I give a lot of credit to the Bengals. But again, for the Rams, you have to tip your cap. Because Matt Stafford, again, for what he's gone through, and he also, in my opinion, he gave Detroit one too many opportunities. One too many opportunities. And it's scary to think that if he had not left Detroit, he could have very well lost his entire career. And now he's in L.A. And I think that honestly, this is going to sound crazy. I think he has an opportunity if he continues to stay healthy and he plays the way that he's been playing for the next seven, eight years. I mean, we're starting to see it. There's quarterbacks that are getting into their upper 30s, into their early 40s even, and they're still playing an elite level. I could see Matt Stafford very well winding up in the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done if he continues to have the success that he's had this year and in previous years with L.A. and they continue to win. I truly believe that. 
Because if you look at Matt Stafford's career numbers, there was a couple years he should have been a pro bowler, should have been mentioned as an all pro a little bit more. But because he was on the lines, he probably got no recognition because teams that lose do not get that recognition. And now he's on a team that wins. So now he's going to have a lot more eyes starting to pay attention to him. Incredible job by Cooper Cup. I mean, he was in and out of the game. Sometimes he was being involved. Sometimes the defense shut him down. That final drive, he was literally the difference in them being able to score that deciding touchdown. And then again, I'm going to continue to reiterate the defense. Aaron Donald stepping up. And what better way to cap off the game than with Aaron Donald literally, and he was dominating the offensive line the entire game. And I know that people can say, well, the offensive line didn't do very well because they're going up against a very aggressive, strong defensive line for the Rams. They were bad all year, okay? They were bad all year, and they just got really exposed on the last game of the season. And they were also, yes, going up against a guy like Aaron Donald and Von Miller that are just relentless. And Aaron Donald showed why. He showed why. He was unstoppable. Unstoppable. In all honesty, I thought he was going to win the Super Bowl MVP. Cooper Cup also very deserving. There were so many guys that were deserving of winning the Super Bowl MVP. And, you know, early on, I see the Rams march down the field a couple times, and I'm thinking, they're going to run away with this. And then the Bengals come back, they score, and they really kept it close. I mean, Cincinnati, I think, really answered the call, but give a lot of credit to the Rams for being able to close this one out. Not to mention, if you think about it, this Rams team has been trying to manufacture a team like this for years. Look at all of the players that they have added in the last three to four years to try and make it to this point. Matt Stafford, Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Odo Beckham Jr., They just kept adding piece after piece, and they are trading away a lot of their future. And so getting into the future of the Rams, I really don't know what that holds. I started to see some reports coming out that if Aaron Donald were to win the Super Bowl, which that's exactly what happened, he would consider retirement heavily. I also saw that Sean McVay would consider retirement if they had won and they did win. So that kind of gets factored into the grand scheme of things. Does Aaron Donald stay around? Does Sean McVay stay? And if they don't, what happens to the rest of the equation? Does it also fall apart? Could this just be a one-hit wonder in the Rams and then we see them completely implode in the next two years? Because if you think about it, this Rams team, they've got no future in terms of draft picks, draft incentive, nothing. They've gotten rid of everything. And so that's why I am a little worried about this Rams team because yes, you got to the point where you wanted to go. However, are you going to be able to duplicate this? Is this going to be just a one-year thing, a one-time thing? Are you going to be able to make this a sustainable thing? I think that the future for the Bengals is a little bit brighter than the future for the Rams. I think that now the Rams have a lot of question marks surrounding them, especially with guys retiring or not wanting to retire. Does Odo Beckham Jr. stay in L.A.? I think he will. I don't see why he wouldn't stay in L.A. And he was tremendous, too, in the Super Bowl. Really unfortunate that he tore his ACL, so hopefully he can get back to the field soon because... He's dealt with that injury before, and when he went down, and I'm not going to lie, there was a couple instances where, you know, you see Matt Stafford getting up hobbled, you saw Joe Burrow getting up hobbled, and I'm thinking, this is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out, with guys getting banged up, guys coming up limping and whatnot. I mean, it was impressive to see that they were, I mean, obviously they were going to stick it out because it's the Super Bowl, right? But you see Matt Stafford sitting on the trainer table, and you're thinking, oh boy, 
this is where it all comes downhill, just comes crashing. And I thought Odell Beckham Jr. was going to come back in, but obviously with an ACL tear, kind of hard to do that. But just what an incredible game, right? A really exciting game. And, you know, a little, I would say at times, stagnating, if you will. Like in that second quarter, it was a little stagnant. A little bit in the third quarter, it was stagnant. But all in all, action-packed, exciting scoring was going on. It wasn't kind of long and, and over overdrawn, if you will. There wasn't a lot of time taken in between plays. I mean, it was a pretty fast, up-tempo game. And not to mention, I mean, I don't know what the refs were thinking or doing, but they hold their flags all game long. They swallow their whistles until the last three minutes of the game. So you're sitting there like, what in the world? Where are all these calls earlier on in the game? I mean, they're calling pass interference penalties. They're calling holding penalties. They started calling more more penalties in the last five minutes than they did that entire game. And I did not understand that. I did not get that out at all. I was watching it with some friends, and, and I we were all saying, why are they now calling penalties? It's a little late in the game to do that. But again, great Super Bowl, a lot of fun. The commercials were whatever. I was a little weirded out by a lot of the commercials. They were a little too much, in my opinion. Half the time, I'm sitting there wondering, what am I watching? Or what is this commercial for? And then it would be a commercial for Geico or something random. And you're just like, how in the world does that commercial relate to insurance? Or whatever it might have been, right? It just was very weird. I mean, they were well done, but just very odd. Definitely think that they could have, I don't know, simplified things a little bit more, but who knows? Anyways, all in all, another great NFL season. So much fun to cover it on the podcast. Excited to cover it again next year and the year after and the year after. And then we've also got, obviously, the rest of the NBA season. Hopefully, we'll have the MLB season. We'll get into some NFL draft eventually. We've got a lot of really good things on the horizon, folks. But just some final thoughts from the NFL season. Obviously, a lot of fun. We saw a lot of, I would say, teams show up that would have otherwise not shown up, or at least people didn't think they were going to show up, like the Bengals, right? I mean, Tennessee being a number one seed in the AFC, nobody probably expected that. It was interesting to see the Chiefs almost run into blockades and barriers. We haven't really ever seen that before. So that was interesting to see the carousel of coaches and new hires and old hires Everything has just been a very exciting NFL season. It's going to be an exciting NFL offseason. I can't wait. I know that we've got a lot of good free agents that are going to be out on the market, so that'll definitely shake some things up. So a lot of question marks, a lot of things still to get figured out, but nonetheless, folks, an awesome NFL season, like I said, an incredible Super Bowl. Really glad that we got to cover it all season long on the podcast, but like I said, we've got a lot of really good things on the horizon, a lot of great guests. I mean great guests. I've had about five guests reached back out to me today about getting interviews scheduled up for this week. So get strapped in, get ready to roll because it's only going to be up from here for Riding the Pine. But as always, folks, thanks so much for tuning in today. Make sure you continue to follow on all social medias. Make sure you continue to send in your email to the e-newsletter list to get added to that and continue to check out NBA Wednesday. We've got another great edition of that coming out this week. We've got all the audio versions of that out as well. But as always, folks, Appreciate everybody tuning in today. Make sure you check out Friday's new episode and don't ever forget, keep on sitting the bench with me.